podcast. To learn more about our other podcasts, check out Spin Online or download the GoLoud app. Spin. You are very welcome to a special episode of Spin Air Skull. This one, we are diving in and chatting about all things HPAT. Joining us to share his expertise is Dr. Barry Ryan. He has a PhD from Caltech. For those of you who don't know what that means, that's the university that the lads in the Big Bang Theory studied in. Like, I mean, does it get any cooler than that? He has a degree in mathematics, mathematical physics. He's an experienced third level educator, secondary school teacher, and uh, most recently, a HPAT expert. Dr. Barry Ryan, thank you so, so much for taking the time to chat with us on SPIN. No, it's wonderful. Thank you very much for the opportunity. You mentioned to me off air yesterday that this is the first time in the history of the exam that it's happened online. That's correct. And so, um, you know, um, I work for a school in Limerick called Kimartin Educational Services. And given the, you know, the pressure students are under this year are immense. So my heart goes out to you guys. Um, but things have to be done, I suppose. So it's gone online, as you just said, Louise. And uh, what we did in our school was we've given we've given two mocks, and we invested in technology so students could have as close to a simulated um, HPAT experience. Now the HPAT occurs this coming weekend, the twenty twenty first, and also due to demand, they've extended that to Monday, the twenty second. Now students who are listening to this who are going to do the HPAT this coming weekend. Uh, 20, 20, 21st and 22nd of February, they all already know the structure of the exam. But I just want to make some point, point out a few things. Um, first of all, the structure will be that you have three sections to answer. You'll be sent a link. It will be proctored. That's what they call it. So in, in, in technically or in principle, somebody will be observing you as you do the exam. So you'll have three sections, as you guys know, 44 questions in section one on logical. That will end after 65 minutes. Then you have section two in interpersonal relationships or understanding. I call that verbal. And that's 45 minutes with 36 questions. And section three on nonverbal, which would have come from something like it would have been used in the Indian civil service exam entrances many, many years ago. And that's been adopted by ACER in Australia. And that's 30 questions in 40 minutes. So it's a very intense exam. Now, you'll have to do that online and that every section will be timed. That's it's very stressful. The students who set my exam say, Barry, they were quite, they were quite overwhelmed by, by it at the beginning. So they found that they fumbled the first few questions on the logical. So one word of advice maybe I could give to your listeners would be, and people who are doing the exam this weekend, it, it's very hard to kind of like give advice on this, but you must try and kind of keep, keep relaxed. But then the second part of the exam will start immediately and the third part. So it's quite intense, and students indicate to me they get very tired by the end of it. So, and this will all be at one sitting. Okay, so that's the structure. Everybody knows that. Is the idea behind the HPAT that students really shouldn't be preparing? Now, I know that goes against the grain of everything that you do in preparing students, but is the HPAT, the idea of the exam, that it's, it's testing a student on the spot? So staying calm is one thing, but if you're seeing questions that you really have no idea, you've no preparation done for it, how can you stay calm in that situation? Oh, it's a very, that's a very good question. And, I, you know, as I said, advice is easier given than taken, <laughs> right? Um, but uh, the questions aren't as hard as they look. Okay. okay. Um, on the point of preparation, yes, technically you shouldn't. They should be brand-new situations. But you'll find um, Acer, you know, if anybody's listening, you must make sure that on logical, for instance, that you've, that you've done practice test four, logical, verbal, and nonverbal, because that was the last one that was published in December 2018. 
So that should be closest to the exam conditions and the type of questions will be asked. There is preparation that can be done. The ability to read scientific data from charts or tables, it's very, very important. Also, basic probability theory, not like you have on Leaving Cert Hire, but some kind of concepts of conditional probability that you have in your mind, ratios, etc. So there is some preparation that can be done. And do recall, guys, when you're doing the exam, you're not allowed to use a calculator. So you need some kind of mental arithmetic preparation, which you don't get in the Leaving Cert. How can students, I suppose, best prepare to be in an environment that will be as beneficial to them as possible in terms of having really good internet, a fully charged laptop? I know a lot of these things probably go without saying, but I'd imagine they would be the difference in doing a successful HPAD exam or, you know, failing an exam. Oh, Louise, it's very, that's actually, you know, one of the reasons why I'm delighted to that you guys invite me on the program is just to, as you say, it sounds trivial, you need the technical specifications are very important. So do look up the HPAT Ireland registration form or 2021 test specifications on pages five and six. I know that sounds very technical, but um, you can't use an iPad. You can't use a you know a you know a Samsung Slate or a Samsung tablet. You must use a laptop or a desktop. You you need two megabytes per second. Upload and download speeds. That's not very fast, actually. That's quite low, because usually if you have broadband, it's 15, 16, isn't it? Uh, you must use a computer that ha- does not have a separate mouse. The mouse must be integrated into the computer. That's what they say, because they've noticed that people can cheat with that. You must use a single screen. You can't have a double screen in front of you, so it can be no other devices, they will ask you before the exam, and you must have a camera embedded into your into your laptop. The, all those requirements are very expensive. The other thing is, it depends, but technically you should have a mirror behind you, would you believe, so they can see what you're doing for the whole exam. Okay. They will be recording it. It's called proctored, so there will be someone technically looking at you while you do the exam or can pop into you. You will have to take a photograph before you start the exam of the room you're doing the exam in, so you must make sure there are no other devices in the room. It sounds like, I don't, it sounds like something from the Gestapo or something. <laughs> and when I read it, I go, oh, my God, that would turn me off doing the exam at all. Um, and from a practical point of view, you don't use a Wi-Fi hotspot. You must use broadband. Now, I've had, we had about 170 students took my two mocks over the last week or two, the last one being yesterday. And I had about three students whose internet failed during the exam. Now we so they would have put in just say section A and section B, and then they would have lost internet connection. And we sent out you know a new link for the students because we're not. But but technically, I think if that happened on the twentieth, twenty first, or twenty second of February, your exam would be voided. So I suppose a practical thing is you know if I was living at home, I was youngest of four children, so we'd all be living at home. And if I was doing this exam, I would tell my brothers, my elder, my two older brothers and my sister, go for a walk. <laughs> okay, nobody. And I'd say to my dad, you can't watch the hurling game right, while, yeah. like, while I'm doing the exam. So I'd, I'd get rid of everybody from the house. Yeah. But make sure you're not using two screens and make sure you're not using a, a, a mouse that's just a, that's separate from the, from the laptop you're using. Do not use an iPad. Do not use a phone. Do not use a Samsung tablet. Okay. It won't work on those. It's okay, that, 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 they're the main specifications. Uh, and 
if your broadband does go down during the exam, unfortunately, I think they will avoid it because they will have no evidence. A final technical specification, and if parents are listening to this as well, um, do read the document on pages five and six. It's laborious, and as I said, it sounds like a secret police document, but also, as far as I can see, you're only allowed two pieces of blank paper to use for making your own scribbles. Okay. I'm a little taken aback, actually, Barry, listening to you list out that list of um, specifications. And I think it, it is quite daunting for students, the HPAD exam as an exam in itself, let alone having all of these external issues to worry about. So I would imagine uh, preparation is a massive one for this HPAD. Maybe a, a, a scenario that the day before the exam, you could set up that environment, test the Internet. Logistically, they would be needing to almost set themselves up in that environment a day or two in advance just to ensure that it works for them. And that when it comes to the exam, they can focus entirely on the questions that they're being asked. Oh, yeah, Louise, I think you, you must you must get comfortable with your setup. Um, just say today is Wednesday, tomorrow is Thursday. Make sure you've got the setup ready to go. So you're not rushing around to say an hour or two before the exam, because that will just heighten any kind of like level of anxiety. For sure. Um, right. Uh, I'm, I'm extremely anxious on my students' behalf. Like last <laughs> night I was getting... During the night, I was getting phone calls from my students or emails from my students with questions at 4 a.m. So I, I, I totally appreciate, and this happens every year. So I totally appreciate the tension and pressure kids are under. But yeah, if you're going to just make sure the technical setup is, is ready to go and you've double checked with the official Acer HBAT Harland uh, details. Brilliant. Okay, so logistics aside, Barry, in terms of the exam, look, we know that you're an expert in preparing students for the HPAT. So let's just uh, take, for example, a student who is sitting in their bedroom the night before the exam and they're trying their best to cram for an exam that you're really not meant to prepare for at all. What is the trick at that point? What can you study? What notes can you look over? What exercises can you practice? What's your advice for the night before? Tell me. Okay, well, the first thing is, just from a practice, because we're so close to the exam now, is to make sure that you, if, if I was, just say it's Wednesday, and I was, just say I had a study plan between Thursday and Friday, and just say I was taking the exam Sunday. So I'd get up tomorrow morning, and I'd do section three nonverbal, first thing in the morning, and I'd time myself on them. And I would focus on practice test one and practice test four, as published by ACER, okay? Then I would do the section two, which is understanding people. That's quite mathematical, actually. And I would do those under time conditions, even if you've done the questions before, but do them under time conditions. They're very, very short questions in the sense that they're about 70 to 80 seconds each. Then I would go to section one logical. And I know, Louise, perhaps, you know, you're not as familiar as I would be, but I'm assuming the students taking the exam are familiar. When you do practice test four and do it again, don't time yourself in practice test four. This is my advice. You don't have to take it. But make sure all 44 questions, you understand how to answer them and you understand why you're answering them and don't look up the uh, solution sets until you're convinced that you've got the right answer. I can't guarantee this, but I think there's a very high probability that very similar questions come up on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. That would be, so, so I'd start with section three in the morning, section two. The night before, um, I'd probably make sure that I went through the section two the interpersonal relationships, and any questions I see where there's a piece of vocabulary, like humiliated, ashamed, disdain, mockery, um, uh, let's say denial, disbelief, that I've looked up a Merriam-Webster 
not the Oxford English Dictionary. Use Merriam-Webster online to look up the words and look up the words which have a situation where it be emotional or interpersonal. That's, that's what I would cram the night before, just to make sure that I was just doing a class earlier on, just before we came online. And I was saying to the students, what does diffident mean? Kind of a high frequency word, you know, and the students were confused. They kind of confused it with defiant. So there is some cramming there. And remember section two and section one carry 40% weighting each, right? So section two is something students ignore because they think it's just English, but it's actually quite analytical. And some of my students have come to me to say, Barry, before I came to your class, I was getting 14 out of 36. Now I'm getting 31, 32 out of 36, just from approaching it analytically. So there is, even at this point, from a cramming point of view, you could actually gain four, five, six extra marks just by looking at the high-frequency words that have appeared in the Acer HPAT practice tests. Brilliant, brilliant. That's incredible uh, information and a lot of people will be delighted to hear that as well, Barry. And I guess just in a nutshell and very quickly, because I know we are short on time, unfortunately, for fifth year students who may be listening to this podcast and, you know, I guess it's never too early to get yourself ready for the HPAT next year. Um, What advice do you have to fifth year students, if any? Is there a way that they can start to prepare now? in fifth year, hopefully sit the best HPAT they possibly can when the time comes in sixth year? There are two resources. You know, there, there's a very good company called MedEntry. Uh, they're a fantastic resource. They tend to give, you know, um, seminars every few weeks or every five or six weeks during the year. We've taken a slightly different approach, uh, so we don't compete with them. But um, I give a class every week on Saturdays at 2pm for an hour and a half. And I've got, I'd say about 20 fifth years coming to that every Saturday from 2 to 3.30 p.m. And I just see when they take my mock, my, my, my mock exams or my pre-exams, the people starting in fifth year do exceptionally well. So I would start as early as possible. That's not me being commercial. It's just, um, it, it, it's just a correlation between result output and time spent in the classroom. So we tried to make it look like a, a leaving cert exam rather than something you dip in and out of. So you're forced consistently, like in mathematics, or French or something to practice, practice, practice. Listen, everything you have shared with us so far, Barry, has been really informative. And uh, I know for a fact that lots of students will be delighted to have this resource to listen and to hear everything that you've had to say. So thank you very much for taking part in Spain. My my total pleasure, Louise, and to to the students who are going to sit at this weekend. It's very hard to advise how you can cope with the stress and pressure. But as you said earlier, Louise, making sure your technical setup is not done at the last minute should should it won't reduce anxiety to zero by definition but it should reduce the overall level of anxiety and uh, i wish all all the students taking this awful exam the best of luck and when i speak to students it's a very lonely experience and um i went had to go through it myself to go to california to do my you know uh, my doctorate and um, these tests are a very lonely experience and uh, so i wish all the students the best brilliant dr barry ryan thank you so much my total pleasure louise the podcast to learn more about our other podcasts check out spin online or download the go loud app spin